There once was a man named Job who lived in the country of Uz. He was a good and honest man. He respected God and refused to do evil. Job had seven sons and three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 1,000 oxen, and 500 female donkeys. He had many servants. He was the richest man in the East. Job's sons took turns having dinner parties in their homes, and they invited their sisters. The day after each of these parties, Job got up early in the morning, sent for his children, and offered a burnt offering for each of them. He thought, maybe my children were careless and sinned against God at their party. Job always did this so that his children would be forgiven of their sins. God bless you. Ah, my child, may God bless you. God be with you. May the Lord bless you. God bless you. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord bless you. God be with you. Then the day came for the angels to meet with the Lord. Even Satan was there with them. Where have you been, Satan? I have been roaming around the earth, going from place to place. Have you noticed my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is a good and faithful man. He respects me and refuses to do any evil. <laughs> but Job has a good reason to respect you. You always protect him, his family, and everything he has. You have blessed him and made him successful in everything he does. He is so wealthy that his herds and flocks are all over the country. But if you were to destroy everything he has, I promise you that he would curse you to your face. All right, do whatever you want with anything that he has, but do not hurt him. Job will be faithful to me. Master, oh Master Job, 
A bolt of lightning struck down your ship and servants and burned them all up. I am the only one that escaped to tell you the news. Master Joe, I am so, so sorry. This should have never happened to you. The Chaldeans set out three raiding parties and attacked us and killed all the servants and took all the ant camels. I'm so sorry. I'm the only one who escaped to come and tell you the news. provides for us. He is our creator. The Lord even takes away from us the things that we love and we want. Praise the name of the Lord. To my wife. Even after all of this, Job did not sin. He did not accuse God of doing anything wrong. Then came another day for the angels to meet with the Lord. Even Satan was there with them. Where have you been, Satan? I have been roaming around the earth, going from place to place, taking care of my home and my people. Have you noticed my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is a good and faithful man. He respects me and refuses to do any evil. He is still faithful, even though you have asked me to let you destroy him. Skin for skin. A man will give everything he has to protect himself. I swear. If you attack his flesh and bones, he will curse you to your face. Enough! All right, Satan. Job is in your hands. But you are not allowed to kill him. life. 
giving to the poor, taking care of the needy, and now this? God is not fair to you. Are you still holding on to your faith? Are you still going to offer sacrifice to God? Does it even make sense to worship him? Why don't you just curse God and die? You know, you sound like one of those fools on the street corner. How can we accept all the good and great things that the Lord has provided for us and not accept the problems? You are not worth my time anymore. Fine, then worship your God. So even after all of this, Job did not sin. He did not accuse God of doing anything wrong. Job's three friends had heard about all of the terrible things that had happened to him. So Eliphaz came from Taman, Bildad from Shua, and Zophar from Nema. They went to comfort Job and show him their sympathy. But they could not even recognize him when they saw him in the distance. They began to cry loudly. They threw dirt in the air over their heads just to show how sad they were. Then they sat with Job for seven days and seven nights. They did not say a word because they saw he was in so much pain. I wish the day I was born would have been lost forever. I wish the night they said it was a boy had never happened. I wish the day had remained dark. I wish God above would have just left that day and not let any light shine on it. I wish that bitter day had remained as dark as death, covered with the darkest of clouds. I wish God above had left that day and it was left off the calendar and not included of any of the months. I wish it had stopped me from seeing all of these troubles. I wish it had produced nothing and no happy shouts and cries had been heard. Why didn't I die as I came from my mother's womb? Why didn't I die as I was born? Why? I wish it had stopped me from seeing the light of day. I wish I had been... I wish I were buried with rulers who filled their graves with gold and silver. I wish God above had carried me straight from my mother's womb, straight to the grave. I wish I was a baby who never saw the light of day ever again. There the wicked stop causing trouble and the weary find rest. Even prisoners find relief there. They no longer hear their guards shouting at them. Everyone from the greatest to the very least important will be there. And the slave is especially free from his master. Why let a suffering person continue to live? Why let anyone live such a bitter life? Such people want to die, but death does not come. They search for death more than any hidden treasure. My groans pour out like water. I was afraid something terrible might happen. But what I feared most has come to reality. I cannot calm down or relax. I am too upset to rest. Why didn't I die as I came from my mother's womb? I must say something. Would it upset you if I speak? 
<sighs> Job, you have taught many people. You encourage those who are ready to quit. Your words help those who are ready to fall. You gave strength to those who could not stand by themselves. But now, look at you. Trouble comes to you. And you, of all people, are discouraged. Trouble hits you. And you are upset. <laughs> you worship God. You trust him. You are a good man. So let that be your hope. Can you think of any innocent person who was ever destroyed? Do you know of any place where good people are punished? Yes, I have seen people whose lives were cut short, but they were all evil troublemakers. They lost the breath God gave them. They were cut off from his breath of life. You know what? Job, go ahead. Call out if you want. See if anyone answers. If I were you, I would turn to God and tell him about my problems. People cannot understand the wonderful things God does for us. His miracles are too many to count. God shuts the mouths of those who would cause them harm. You are very fortunate when God corrects you. So don't start complaining when God all-powerful punishes you. He might injure you, but he will bandage those wounds. He might hurt you, but his hands also heal. He will save you again and again. You know, I tend to contradict myself, but I wish my suffering could be weighted and all my troubles be put to the scales. They would be heavier than all the sands of the sea. This is why my words sound so crazy. God, all-powerful, has shot me with his arrows. My spirit feels their poison. My soul reaps for freedom. God's terrible weapons, God's army of infantry, cavalry, even archers are lined up against me. I wish I could have what I had prayed and asked for. I wish God above would give me what I want. I wish he would just crush me or, or as a matter of fact, God, go ahead and kill me. Then I would be comforted by this one thing, Lord. This one thing only. Even through all this pain and suffering, I never refuse to disobey you, O oh God. I never refuse to obey the commands of you, God. Even with my strength gone, I have no hope to go on living with nothing to look forward to, no future, unsupporting friends, barely any family left, no children. Why should I be patient? I am neither strong like a rock, neither is my skin, bones, and muscles made from bronze. I don't have the power to help myself because all hope of success has been taken and wiped away from me. Friends should be loyal to one another in times of trouble, even if they turn away from God. And brothers should be there for at times of adversity. But now I've heard what you have pledged, Eliphaz, and I 
I know that I cannot depend on you, my brothers. Now look at me in the face and see that I am telling the truth. I am not lying. I know what is right from wrong. How long will you talk like that? Your words are nothing but hot air. God is always fair. God, all-powerful, does what is right. If your children sins against God, he will punish them. They paid for the sins. But now, look to God and pray to the all-powerful. If you are pure and good, he will quickly come to help you. Then, he will give your family back to you, and you will have a lot more than what you had in the beginning. Ask those who are old now. Find out what the ancestors learned. It seems as though we were born yesterday. We are too young to know anything. Maybe the old people can tell something. Maybe they will teach you what they learn. God does not support evil people, and he doesn't abandon the innocent. So perhaps you might laugh again. Maybe shouts of joy will come from your lips. Maybe your enemies will be humiliated and the homes of the wicked destroyed. Well, of course, I know that this is true, but how can a human being win an argument with God one-on-one? Anyone who chooses to argue with him could not answer a question in a thousand or even a million. God is so wise. God is powerful that no one could oppose him and survive. When God is angry, when God is agitated, when God is frustrated, he can shake the earth and tremble it down to its foundations. He can shake the earth and the mountains will fall. He, he can drain up the sea and not let any life shine on it. He can stop the sun from rising with one command. He can stop and he can lock up the stars from ever shining again. Even if I called to God and he answered, I cannot believe he would answer me. He would just send storms to crush me and he would give me more trouble, more wounds. For absolutely what? No reason. He would not let me catch my breath again. He would just give me more and more trouble. I cannot defeat God. He is way too powerful. I cannot take him to court for justice. But I believe that I am innocent. But anything that I say makes me seem guilty. Because you've done something wrong. I believe that I am innocent. But whatever I say, whatever comes out of my mouth contradicts me. They prove me wrong. Stop lying to yourself. I believe that I am innocent. I do not know what to think. You are guilty. I believe that I am innocent. But I hate my own life. Even if I sin and should be guilty, I should be cursed. But even when I am innocent, I cannot lift up my own head. I am so ashamed because of all the troubles I have. So why did you let me be born, oh God? Why? Why, oh God? Answer me. I wish I had died before anyone saw me. I wish I had never lived. 
I wish they had carried me straight from my mother's womb, straight to the grave. (sighs) My life is almost finished. It is almost over. So leave me alone. Let me enjoy the very little time I have left. I am going soon to the place of death and darkness, the land of no return. These fuller words must be answered. Job, does all this talking make you right? Do you think we have an answer for you? You say to God that my arguments are right, and you can say I am pure. I wish God would tell you that you were wrong. I wish God will tell you that every single story has two sides. You can be sure of this. God is not punishing you as much as he should. Prepare your heart to only serve God. Lift your arms and pray to him. Put away any sin you still hold on to. Do not keep evil in your heart. If you can do that, you can look to God without shame. You can stand strong and not be afraid. Your life we brighter than the sunshine at noon. You will feel safe because there is hope. God will protect you and give you rest, Job. You will lie down without fear of anyone. Even people might look for help, but they will not escape their troubles. Their hope only leads to death. Let me think. I'm sure you think you're the only wise people left. You think that when you die, your wisdom will be gone with you. You think that your knowledge will be gone with you also. (sighs) My mind is as good as yours. I know as much as you do. You aren't any smarter than I am. You haven't even said anything people don't already know. My friends, my brothers, you laugh at me now. They say he prayed to God and he got his answer. But I am a good, innocent man. But what do you guys do? You still laugh at me. Those who have no troubles make fun of those who do. They they hit a man when he is down, but robbers' tents are not even bothered. Those who make God angry, those who make God frustrated, those who make him agitated live in peace, even though God has them in his power. God is strong. He always wins. He controls that He controls those who fool others and those who are fooled. He strips advisors of their wisdom and makes leaders act like slaves. He makes the mightiest emperor and makes them act like peasants. He makes kings, kings act like slaves. He even sends light into places that are as dark as death. He exposes the darkest secrets. And I have seen all of this before. I've heard everything that you have said and pledged. I know as much as you do. I'm as smart as you are. (coughs) 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 But it is not worth it for me to argue with you. God, all-powerful, I want to speak to you by myself. Lord, many things are coming after me, Lord. I want to argue with you about my troubles. Lord, 
I find my rest Without you I fall apart You're the one That guides my heart Lord, I need you Oh, I need you Every hour I need you My one defense My righteousness Oh God, how I need you What an interesting view of Job's life. Did you hear Job speak? A man who was born of a woman, full of days and full of troubles. He comes out like a flower and withers not. He flees like a shadow and continues law. And do you open your eyes on such a one and bring me into judgment with you? Since his days are determined and the number of his months is with God, God has appointed his limits that he cannot pass. Look away from him, leave him alone, that he may enjoy like a hired hand his day. This is a really depressing conversation. Life can surely be dark at times. This is Job who had it all and then lost it all. He sounds really depressed. Yes, he is in a really bad place. Hear him speak. For there is hope in a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And its shoots will not cease. Though its roots grow old in the earth, and its stump dies in the soil, yet the scent of water, it will bud and put out branches like a young plant. But a man dies and is laid low. Man breathes his last, and where is he? As waters fall from a lake and a river wastes away and dries up, so a man lies down and rises not again. Till the heavens are no more, he will not be awakened or rose out of his sleep. There is some optimism, though. In Job's words, although he suffered on earth, he points to a new day where suffering and death will be no more. Here's what he says. If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my service I could wait till my renewal should come. God will call and I will answer. God will long for the works of my hands. For then God will number my steps. God will not keep watch over my sins, and my transgressions will be sealed up in a bag, and God will cover my iniquity. That's true. He is suffering this life, but at the same time, he pictures himself in the earth made new. What a way to look at life. I love this piece of his conversation with his friends. It shows suffering, but then the glorious hope. Listen to his words. How long will you torment me and break me into pieces with words? Behold, I cry out violence, but I am not answered. I call for help, but there is no justice. God has stripped me from my glory and taken the crown from my head. My relatives have failed me. My closest friends have forgotten me. The guests in my house count in, 
and my maidservants count me in as a stranger. My breath is strange to my wife, and I am stench to the children of my own mother. Even young children despise me. When I rise, they talk against me. But then? Yes, but then we see faith shining through. Yes, Job speaks out. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon earth, and after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold not another. Wow, look how faith in action during times of difficulty. Faith is when everything is gone, but still he holds on to God, who never fails. I'm so sorry. I, I cannot believe this has happened to you. It's fine. Everyone in my hometown knows. The whole land of Oz knows. I'm so sorry. As you already know, I am young in years and you are aged. So, therefore, I was a timid and afraid to declare my opinion to you. I said, let day speak. I mean, many years teach wisdom. But it is the spirit in man, the breath of the Almighty, that makes him understand. It's not the old who are wise, nor the age that understand what is right. Therefore, I say, listen to me. Let me also declare my opinion. I must speak that I may find relief. I must open my lips and answer. I will not show any partiality to any man, nor use flattery towards any person. For I do not know how to flatter, else my maker would soon take me away. But now, hear my speech, O Job, and listen to all my words. You say, I am pure without transgression. I am clean, and there is no iniquity in me. <laughs> Behold, in this you are not right. I will answer you, for God is greater than man. Why do you contend against him, saying, He will answer none of man's words? For God speaks in one way, and in two, though man does not perceive it. If there be for him an angel, a mediator, one of a thousand to declare to a man what is right for him, and he is merciful to him, and says, Deliver him from the going down into the pit. I have found a ransom. Let his flesh become fresh with youth. He has redeemed my soul from going down into the pit, and my life shall look upon the light. Behold, God does all these things twice, three times with a man, to bring his soul back from the pit, that he may be lighted with the light of life. Pay attention, O Job. Listen to me. Silent, and I will speak. If you have any words, answer me, for I desire to justify you. If not, listen to me, 
Be silent, and I will teach you wisdom. Elihu, I, I appreciate you coming here over from your hometown. That must have been a long, <coughs> long distance to travel, but what you have presented to me, what you have said now, I accept whatever happens to me. I'll put myself in danger and take my life in my own hands. Though I will continue to trust God, even if He kills me, I will defend myself to God's face. But even if the Lord lets me live, it will be because I had the confidence to speak. No guilty person should ever meet God face to face. Now listen carefully to what I have to say. Let me explain. I am ready now to defend myself. I will carefully present my arguments towards you, O God. I know, I, I know, God. I know, O God, that I will be shown to be right. But if anyone, anyone, even in the audience, anyone who can prove that I am wrong, I will shut up and wait to die. God, just give me two things and I will not hinder my soul away from you. First, God, stop punishing me and sending me these terrors. And second, Lord, then call, call to me and I will answer you. Or you let me speak and you answer me. How many sins, Lord, I would love to know. How many sins have I committed so that I can think back and see what wrongs have I done? Show me where I went wrong or how I sinned. God, I know I'm an innocent man, but you're treating me like an enemy. You're treating me like your foe, oh God. Are you trying to scare me or something, oh God? I'm only a leaf blowing in the wind, but you are attacking a piece of straw. You have a list of terrible charges against me. Are you making me suffer for the sins I did when I was young? <sighs> Who is this ignorant person saying these foolish things? Get ready to answer the questions I will ask of you. Where were you when I made the earth? If you are so smart, then answer me. And who decided how big the earth should be? Who measured it with a measuring line? What is the earth resting on? Who put the first stone in its place when the morning stars sang together and the angels shouted with joy? Who closed the floodgates as the sea gushed from the womb? Who covered it with clouds and wrapped it in darkness? I, the mighty God, set the limits for the sea and put it behind locked gates. I said to the sea, you can come this far, but no further. This is where your proud waves will stop. Did you ever, in your life, command the morning to begin or the day to dawn? Did you ever tell the morning light to grab the earth and shake those who are evil out of their hiding places? Have you ever gone to the deepest parts of the sea? Have you ever walked on the ocean bottom? Has anyone shown you the gates to the world of the dead? Have you ever seen those gates that lead to the dark place of death? Do you really understand how big the earth is? Tell me, 
If you know all of this, where does light come from? Where does darkness come from? Can you take them back to where they belong? Do you know how to get there? Surely you know all these things since you're so old and wise. You were alive when I made them, weren't you? Can you tie up the Pleiades? Can you unfasten the belt of Orion? Can you bring out the other constellations at the right times? Can you lead out the bear with its cubs? Do you know the laws that control the sky? Can you put each star in its place above the earth? Can you give a command to the lightning? Do you find food for the lions? Do you feed their hungry babies? No. They hide in their caves or wait in the grass, ready to attack their prey. Who feeds the ravens when their babies cry out to me? and wander around without food. Job, where were you? I am God. I am the beginning, the present, and the future. I am your creator, your sustainer, and your provider. I am God. Lord, O oh God, I am not worthy to speak. What can my mouth say to you, O oh God? I will put my hand over my mouth. I, I simply cannot answer you, O oh God. What can I say? Lord, you can do everything and nothing can alter the effect of them. You make plans and nothing can change or stop them. Lord, you even asked who is this ignorant person saying these foolish things? <laughs> Even I talked about things I didn't understand. I talked about things too amazing for me to know. You said to me, listen, and I will speak. I will ask you questions and you will answer me. Lord, in the past, ever since I was a tiny child, I heard many great things about you and I believed. Lord, I believed everything that I have heard. But now I have seen you with my own two eyes. And I am ashamed of the things that I said. As I sit in the dust and ashes, I promise to change my heart and life. After the Lord finished talking to Job, he spoke to Eliphaz from Temin. He said to him, I am angry with you and your two friends because you did not tell the truth about me as my servant Job did. So now, Eliphaz, get seven bulls and seven rams. Take them to my servant Job. Kill them and offer them as a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you, and I will answer his prayer. Then I will not give you the punishment you deserve. You should be punished because you are very foolish. 
You did not tell the truth about me, as my servant Job did. So Eliphaz from Teman, Bildad from Shua, and Zophar from Nema obeyed the Lord. Then the Lord answered Job's prayer. Job prayed for his friends, and the Lord made Job successful again. The Lord gave him twice as much as he had before. Then all his brothers and sisters and all the people that knew him came before him to his house. They all ate a big meal with him. They comforted him and were sorry that the Lord had brought Job so much trouble. Each person gave Job a piece of silver and a gold ring. The Lord blessed Job with even more than he had in the beginning. Job got 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 2,000 oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. He also got seven sons and three daughters. He named the first daughter Jemima and the second daughter Keziah. He named his third daughter Karen Hapuch. Job's daughters were among the most beautiful women in all the country, and like their brothers, they each got a share of their father's property. So, Job lived for 140 years more. He lived to see his children, his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren, and his great-great-grandchildren. Job lived to be a very old man who lived a good and long life. Wow, what a look back into the life of Job. So many wonderful messages here. A perfect picture of life itself. That's true. We see the great conflict of ages played out before our own eyes. The deceiver, liar, and enemy of our souls, Lucifer, that devil himself, is constantly trying to destroy God's children. But he can't prevail. He won't prevail. Revelation 12.11 tells us that Satan would be conquered by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. What a consolation. Throughout the suffering, God has a hedge of protection around Job. And the good thing is, is that he still does. In our times of suffering, we need not to lose hope. We need to remember to keep our eyes on God. God is still on the throne looking after us, protecting us, and providing for us. Psalms 18.2 assures us that God is my rock, my fortress and my protector, the place where I'm safe, my powerful weapon, my place of shelter. Praise God, there's no need to fear. I wonder why God did not tell Job he was simply on trial and that he did not do anything wrong. I guess we will have to ask that question when we get to heaven. However, here's another great point. In our times of difficulties, never think that God is not with us. In our suffering and pain, he is there. 
Could it be that one of us, one of you, a mother, a father, a student, is presently used as a modern-day Job for God? What an interesting thought. That's why we should never look down on someone during their time of suffering. Another point is that Job complained a lot, but his faith in God was strong. God is big enough to hear our frustration and pain. Talk to him when you are sad. Are you in pain, sick, and just plain frustrated with life? Talk to him. Share your thoughts with him. He understands. Throughout it all, just remember, he is God. 1 Peter 5.7 tells us, Give all of our worries and fears to God, for he cares about us. Another thing I love about the Job story is that it did not only reflect the conflict at the beginning, it also shows how the conflict will end. Job's assurance in the second coming is clearly seen when he said, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the end he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold and not another. What faith! First Thessalonians four sixteen through 18 adds excitement to my life. It tells us that the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Yes, I love it. I shall see God, and I shall see him with my own eyes. What a day that will be. Let's leave here today confident despite what happens in life. We will continue to trust in God, for he is on the throne looking over us. Joshua 1 Ryan reminds us, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen to that. Let's leave confident that after this life would have been over, there is a life eternal awaiting us. Revelation 21 reminds us, Then I saw a new heaven in the new earth. The first heaven and the first earth had disappeared. Now there was no sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, prepared like a bride dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne. It said, Now God's home is with his people. He will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them, and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, sadness, crying, or pain. All the old ways are gone. I say amen. In spite of everything, we will continue to trust in God.